0: Pay attention. Asterisk. Asterisk. Listen carefully.
1: Asterisk.
0: It's always that important. Asterisk.
1: (laughs) Yes, but there is no asterisk because we have two pods this week. So I guess there is one, but that's what we wanted to say is we have a double split up pod. Why? Because we wanted to split it up by subject and I think it's going to go well. And because for those that are dedicated, and I talk about this at the beginning of the pod, we're just finishing up doing the little preview beforehand, but I explain why I think it works for everyone, the hardcore and the less hardcore. So listen closely and you'll know why you see two different pods in the feed. But we got an offer for you here. It's the summer. NBA's over. It's about baseball now. It's about Various. So what football is going on, Fez, right now?
2: Right now we got the uh, Canadian football has mm-hmm. started. We're into week three, and we have the final four in the USFL playoffs have started.
1: All right. So that, I mean, you know, unmatched action. <laughs> <laughs> but we got baseball, and our baseball guy, Scott Seidenberg, in the last week is up over 21 units. Dave Esler up 16 units. Goodfella up almost seven units. Fez off of an extended vacation, you got to feel rested at this point.
2: Rested and ready I am, to go, and I am profitable across the board. In fact, every sport that's going on right now, I'm at sixty percent plus. RJ,
1: so everyone, what can you get from these winners? Well, you can get winners. Well, how much is it going to cost me, RJ? How much is it going to cost? <laughs> well, the answer to how much is not much because we've got a coupon, summer twenty three. And what does 23 represent? $23 off any daily package. So, summer 23, that's S U M M E R 23, you can get Fezzik, rested, ready to go. You can get Scott Sidenberg, you can get Esther, Goodfellow, anyone, anyone get one day. And effectively, those are going to be like $25 packages. So, you're paying like two bucks, right? We just want to make sure you know you're getting something of value, but it's almost like it's free, summer 23 that's pretty good it's almost like it's free summer 23 can't do better than that Whatever here, here. It's, it's a we're gonna split this podcast into multiple podcasts can you believe it so four hours won't be the playtime edition of the dream preview that's a long name for an edition yeah exactly <laughs> we go, you know, like I've said, radio has infestated, infested, infestated. The podcast, and now it's all this radio stuff. like it's time for a break on the other side. It's like there is no other side <laughs> of a podcast, but heathens don't understand that. They're, now they're trying to take over. We'll see what's going to happen. Speaking of that, A.J. Hoffman, long time, 25 years in the sports talk radio, but is that Heathen. right? 25? Not quite.: uh, Well, you're not in that business now, right. So
0: how long was? It? Uh, I did nineteen years. All right, you get your gold
1: watch. Uh, not quite. I 10. was almost it's there. It's gonna be ten. Uh.
2: <laughs> we got Steve Fezzik back from vacation. How was it, Steve? San Diego, beautiful. Yeah. Just at, I, you know what? It's the number one place to go on vacation. No one could disagree with me. I hate San Diego. Oh, it's so soft. It's so soft. Oh, it's
1: sunny all the time. Oh, look, I got a tan. The dumbest people go there. Exactly. Like like what I'm saying is to live there, you have to like who comes to Vegas, right? Predator, predators, I think. And, and smart, you know, and and gamblers. Yes. Right. And, and, um, sex workers. Oh Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think that's... Our, I mean, we can em- embrace that as what it is. We can act like it's at, something... That, no, no, they come here for the PhD program at UNLV.
2: No. At best, you've got dreamers. That's like the, the, the most... You so, know, sex favor, That's the most favorable, like, <laughs> descriptive term you could use for people wanting to move to Vegas. And they end up sex workers, gamblers, or homeless.
1: Well, well, that's, homeless that's San Diego, actually. Right there. <laughs> well, that brings up another point. If you're going to be homeless somewhere, if you can get there, wouldn't you go, go to a warm weather climate? I would go to San Diego because it's not it's warm, but it's not like
0: here. Like, being a hobo here in
1: the summertime would be terrible. Hobo. <laughs> Were they jump in the rail? I don't know.
3: They got the little sack attached <laughs> to the stick that they're carrying over their shoulder.
1: Well, in Vegas, there's a um, a massive epidemic of people living in the tunnels, like yes. to the point that you you have no idea, Steve.
2: No, it's by the real. I know all about it. I read no, the articles all, in the RJ.
1: What I'm saying is, you know that much. <laughs> yes. Is I mean, but it's a serious thing. Apparently, there's a whole.
3: There's like a community down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And a, and and there's a ecosystem. You know, like uh, they got their own currency. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's like Lord of the Flies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And,
2: yeah, it's... I got the conch.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, and I saw how those tunnels are made on a show on YouTube. They can lay these tunnels, like, let's think about this, boom, boom, boom. Probably, like, a mile, an hour. Like, it's crazy how they build these. Now, they're already built, Mm -hmm. but it's not built, tunneled out. But then they put in the cement apparatus, that you know, the pipe or what. It's a huge pipe. Oh my gosh! The the economy or the um, efficiency of this was stunning. Like you parallel parking, Steve is as long as it would take them to put a mile in.
2: Yeah, like five minutes, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we got, we got Scott Seidenberg with us, Mackenzie, in the control room, isolated. I'm RJ Bell. Okay, now here's what's different today. We are gonna break this baby up by topic. Why? Because Let's be honest. Most of you, the dedicated ones, the ones I like best, they listen to every second. It doesn't matter what it takes. If it takes neglecting a family event or whatever, you do it. All right? That's my take. Now, some of you are more like Steve. You're family-oriented, right, Steve? Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? I don't, I don't blame those people. I don't hate them. I just like them less, a little less. Do you like them the same, Steve? <laughs> no comment. I mean, let's just, again, we speak the truth here. That's what we do.
2: All right, I'm flattered whenever someone comes back and says, oh, when you referenced Madagascar that last, I liked that. Well, that means they're lying to
1: you, if they say they like that. You're right, you're right. (laughs) Which means they even like you more. There you go. (laughs) All right. So what are we doing today, and how are we going to split it up? And the theory is, this lets you cherry-pick what you want to listen to, but we're only going to chunk it up like maybe two chunks or if it's an extra long show, three. Um, today, it's going to be pretty much the plan is we start with the NFL, talk all NFL, and then we're going to talk about everything else, which includes a featured segment with Scott in baseball. We're looking at fan graphs projections, which have been proven historically to be the most accurate out there. They've done extensive studies in this. And see where, really? the, yeah,
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna push the button uh, on the uh, on how accurate they've been. I consider as opposed to what I consider FanGraphs current projections to be the least accurate of the of the sites I look at.
1: Okay, but the difference is you're quite you're discerning if they agree with you or not.
2: No, they they disagree with all common sense and reason. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone thinks their opinion is. No one says my opinions are <laughs> rational.
2: A fair and maybe to be fair, maybe it's just one team—the Oakland A's. I'm talking about. <laughs> I've been tweeting this for months. Where oh. Fangraphs has had Oakland winning 60 games and then 58 games all year long, mm-hmm. and every other site has had them winning 50 games. And I'm like, what are they and doing? And What are they on pace for? Uh, they're going. When you say on pace, they're projected. Their current numbers: 48 and a half. Is their over/under?
1: Okay. And didn't they just win like six games in a row?
2: Yeah, but they lost 11. They won seven. But they lost 11. They won seven, and they, now they lost six in a row again. Am I correct but there? I'm
1: still going to put you ahead of that pace. Right? Well, I guess maybe not
2: really. Yeah, I guess <laughs> kind of back on I where guess, they were.
3: I guess that's the thing. But of- still, when those projections come, when those proje- when you're looking at those projections, it was like prior to their winning streak, and so then when they go on a six-game winning streak, and everyone's shocked, well, the people that do those projections are like, well, yeah, they're going to win games. Yeah,
1: I, I think in general, the savvier projection models give a lot of weight to history. And yes. Whenever you say this is different, this year's different. Well, when I've heard that as a gambler, it pans out about every fifth or sixth time. And the other five or six times, it's not different.
2: I agree with that. So but this year, Oakland really it's is different. different. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I
1: maybe they, And maybe they will be. But to be the most accurate, you know, and again, these models are dumb in a way in that they're not— Calculating things like, well, is Oakland um, coming to Vegas? What does that mean? Did they just, you know, I think there's some soft things that can't be built into the model. So, my thought would be you add some of those objectively, though. You got to have them quantifiable with the models you're, or this model, you're going to do very well. Yes. I think so. But it's going to be interesting to see where Vegas agrees or disagrees and where Scott agrees. Or you know, We're going to be looking at Scott's opinion. We're going to be looking at the Vegas opinion and looking at the fan graphs opinion as a mm. triangle and see
3: what we can. Come and up and with. also, uh, I'm looking. I, I did some research on uh, some predictive analytical stats and mm. looking at which teams maybe that are. You know, high up in the standings this year, but the predictive stats say maybe they don't belong there and vice versa.
1: All right. That sounds interesting. So I'll be in the other pod that will be actually first in the queue because it will come out second as it, as the way it goes. And um, also some NBA talks, specifically the trade for Bo and the Zion sweepstakes. Some would say a smorgasbord to, <laughs> to get him. And McKenzie's got – well, you know what we do here? We answer for our our takes, all right? And I will say this about what's coming up the NFL. I have a humongous pick that's going to irritate AJ. This is going to make him so mad. I'm actually picking my fourth pick today because we can pick it today or tomorrow or, or next week uh, if you haven't missed because you had to have four over-unders, four of them, and uh, I've got three in the books. Uh, Scott has three. Mackenzie mm-hmm. has three. And Fez and AJ have two. The vacationers. The Wally Pippers. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I, I, I think that you're going to find mine interesting, AJ. Okay. Is it another over? I can't say. Okay, I,
3: can't. I think we all know what
0: it is. He's been bold three overs so far, I spitting know. in the in the face of Fez's logic.
1: That's what I like to do. I, yeah, I, I like to be stubborn, you know. Yeah. And if I can even break even being stubborn, I like that better than playing the cliched stuff and winning. I know that sounds wrong, but when you've won as much as me, it's just you know you'd rather. <laughs> and if you have
2: an urn with more white marbles than black marbles, and RJ Bell can tell you which I think black we change marbles those to red and blue. Yes, thank you. If you've got <laughs> an urn with more blue marbles than red marbles, and RJ can tell you the red marbles that really are blue marbles, now you got a whole lot of blue marbles to choose from, and that's good.
1: I guess as a compliment, I was going to say so says the middle manager, but you know, now <laughs> that I think that wasn't so bad, so I'll let it go. Okay. I still said it, but you know. All right, let's start. Why don't we, you know, I can't even tease this. I'm just going to start it. It's good. This involves the bills. Give, give me your take. Aj on the bills right now.
0: I am lower on the bills than I was last year, <laughs> and last year I was lower on the bills than I was the year before. So I think the bills window is rapidly closing.
1: How how are they suffering this year? How are they uh, you you bearish on them uh, for uh, what reason? Uh, I guess
0: Von Miller is wor- is paid more than he's worth at this point. Josh Allen's contract. This is the year where he starts to become a a a big hit on the. Yeah, but the they team. got the
1: players they got. Yep. Like, I mean, it's not like they're going to have to cut someone between right. that. So, like, with their current roster, not playing capologists, right? Right. Which we don't have. I mean, we have basic insight into it. But what is it about? I mean, how much worse is this? I mean, isn't this team better than last year? No.
0: The big hope with was Mill,
1: once Von Miller got hurt last year. Isn't Von Miller being healthy making this team better than last year? He could. He he could.
0: What I would say is they would hope to upgrade the wide receiving core this offseason. They didn't. Uh,
1: well, they got a, tight, a move tight end. Okay. Right? So Who's supposed to be he's like a receiver. But Stefan Diggs, if his trajectory continues, is I don't know if he's even a top 10 wide receiver in the league anymore. Uh, interesting. interesting. The Ringer just did their top. So there's been three different sites that's done their top receivers. The Ringer had uh, – now this was um, – uh, I can't remember. Uh, the dude who t- always talks quarterback, uh, Steve Ruiz or some variation of that. And um, and the other dude, the fast-talking dude, did one. And um, uh, they actually had Digs five. Wow.
0: Uh, last year, I wouldn't have I- – I thought that Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, Stephon like Diggs were in that same group. They had Chase like eighth. I would uh, – wow. Wow. If they think Stefan Diggs is better than Jamar Chase, uh, they didn't see many Bills games last year.
1: But was it was it the problem with Diggs or was it he wasn't getting the ball? Because that seems to be the argument now is he's very upset about not getting the ball in the second half. Of the he year. should consider getting open more often in so, the second so half. So you're yeah. able to watch that Are you, I mean, and see if
2: he's open or not? I, I mean, NFL open, it's hard to even glimmer, right? You know, pursuant to, to, to address that as far as the numbers, I, I took a look at Diggs – and his um, when he was thrown to, he was good. They like they mm-hmm. completed like two thirds like of the first time. First half of the year, especially. but this yeah exactly. But over the course of the year, you can make the case that didn't they? he's right. They didn't throw to him enough because you look at the number two wide receiver, Gabe Davis. They threw to him. He only only just un, just over half of the passes to him were completed. That's terrible. Absolutely awful. So when you think about it, you know Digs is the guy that. Um, you know he's getting such such more usage. You would you would expect that the percentages would be comparable. They're not even close. It's like two thirds of the passes to Diggs get completed, and just over half to Davis. So this is production versus efficiency. And you're saying as production goes
1: up, typically efficiency suffers. Yes. And you're saying it's the opposite. Diggs has better efficiency and better production.
2: Yes. Although Davis does have a really nice yards per play, mm. but it doesn't make up for the fact that half the passes that go yards to him are incomplete per catch. Per right? catch. Thank you. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. PFF still has him as a top five guy last year. So. I'm surprised at that.
1: Well, maybe you're just a typical fan that when things don't go exactly your way, you start to like hate on the team. It's entirely possible. All right. I'm going under, Bills.
2: I agree with you.
1: All right. And I got one factor.
2: I agree with you also.
1: Okay. Well, no, you just said you're neutral. But you you said, go. You go.
2: I, you said, I'm not bullish. I don't want to That's step on. I saying you like the under. I'm not going to step on your reason. You go, RJ. you, <laughs> no, you, you go. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm one factor. Uh-huh. Josh Allen can't keep running like he's been doing. That's my. I, I really Why? think this is used. Why? Because be Cam.
1: Um, he's come into the uh, mini camp saying, "I I know I can't do that. If I get hurt, I'm not going to heal as quick. Remember, he hurt that elbow. Didn't have to get surgery, but that was a whole off season of deciding surgery. Not. Sur- I mean, I think that spooked him a little
2: bit. Yeah, and I, you hear it all the time. Oh, he's a big guy. He can handle Cam Newton. No, oh, big guy. No problem. Then, then boom. Never the same. You know, it's just a matter of time. You take enough hits, you're going to be, you're going to be compromised. And I, I really think that that's going to be a major problem for a team that doesn't run the ball well and relies on him to, to shoulder the load. And I got one receiver, Diggs. I mean, that's, it doesn't look like an 11-win team.
1: Now, if you think about the model of this bet, who's one of the most extreme relying on one-person teams in the NFL? Right. You could say Mahomes is right up there, though I'm not even sure. I think Mah- I think with Andy Reid and the the you know, I think he's probably worth a little less Mahomes than Allen relatively, right? Kansas uh, City can win a playoff game I, if Mahomes I, can't play yeah, the second half, I but, but so. Buffalo can, right? So I, I would make the case Buffalo's right at the top as if if well let's just say this. If we combine how big is the absence with how likely the injury is. Mm. That the Bills, you know, and and Allen's going to be number one. Does anyone debate that?
3: That's a great point. If you're making the chart of likelihood of injury Mm -hmm. with importance of the player, you know, that that Josh Allen's right at the top of that curve.
0: I'd put Jalen Hurts in that conversation, too. Sure. And, and And Lamar Jackson.
3: But then again, we haven't really seen the whole Jalen Hurts yeah, thing. The, they the, didn't the, need those wins. Lamar's backup won the pro, made the Pro Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the Jalen Hurts thing, it's like when he went down, they didn't need those wins. So it's it's hard to judge team well, motivation. With
1: Minshew, in theory, they had a it good backup well, situation. Yeah, yeah but, but now it's now it's Mariota. But either way, uh, uh, let's, let's just say one of the
2: top. He's near the top. Yeah, right they're now. the same. You're right. They're the same.
1: Number two, and this is an official, I don't know, the heuristic of this, the what? But the heuristic. The what? Look it up. It's a made-up word. For is, me, don't
2: worry. Yeah. I, I know it. I
1: know. <laughs> is I believe the Bills are cracking up. I truly do. Now, because let's, they can't
0: get past Kansas City? No, no,
1: no. Kind of. So think about it. Did you know, and I didn't know this, that McDermott took over the play calling only once during, not last season, but the season prior, and it, it was the 13 seconds against Kansas City? Oh, <laughs> no.
3: I did not know that. Yeah,
1: he, he came. He goes, I got this. I got this. And got th- I mean, that that is unbelievable. Here's what we're
3: going to do. Not cover Kelsey. <laughs> God.
1: And, and Frazier left over this, effectively. I mean, you know, the D.C. left. You know, if they mortar kick to the two, they win. I, I've heard that. A
2: couple times. All right.
1: Right. But think about this now. They were they're better that was their best team i mean that the way that offense was clicking remember they had just beat new england like scoring 7 out of 7 possessions mm. they came in and put up whatever 35 against kc they have a late game and there's like 13 seconds left and somehow he says give me that headset and 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 now that coach is gone he he played out last year then it was like i'm out of here and now you got this Diggs thing. Can we real this? What is this about? This is about, by all accounts, he wants more catches, all right, or or more opportunities, right? Yeah. Targets, as they say. Okay. Well, they just drafted a tight end. With, the theory being they're going to go a little bigger because they, as everyone now, if you, if they run this too high, you've got to be able to run the ball. Well, how do you run the ball? You go more multiple. Now maybe he's the second tight end, so you got like a blocking tight end. And they're drafty. You know, Dawson for,
0: Knox and Dalton Kincaid's yeah, the new guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, who knows how they're going to do it? But at the time of the draft, if you go back and listen to ESPN's um, coverage, it was like this is along the lines of their effort to get bigger uh, up front. They want to run the ball more. They don't want uh, Allen running the ball nonstop. And now you got an instrumental player, the second most valuable player on the team. It's not even close. I think Diggs so mad that he's got the coach coming in. And you guys seen this, I'm sure, saying, um, yeah, I'm very upset that he wasn't on the field today. But apparently, he gave him permission not to be there. That just mm-hmm. came out. So he gave him permission not to be there. Then he said how upset he is. Then he comes back. And the next day, he goes, you know, I wasn't really upset. I'm upset when anyone misses. Mm-hmm. So they're just they're cracking up. And now you think about this. What, and now, obviously, if Allen gets hurt... It's, I'm gonna, they're gonna win what seven games if he gets hurt early, mm-hmm. right? Okay, your boy Flipper's the backup now. Oh,
0: is that right? Or Kyle Allen, all oh, the better. They still have Matt Barkley, but they like Kyle oh, Allen's I'll projected. Take either, to I'll take
1: either of them, I'll take either of them third stringer or Flipper. But, well, wait a minute. One of them's Flipper, and one of them's Little Flipper. Which one was with the Carolina? Is it this one? I
0: think it's Kyle Allen, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. This is Flipper. The other little flipper, little flipper's guy was at Cincinnati. He fumbled like Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. He fumbled like every third time. (laughs) Are they related? I don't think so. But they, their kinship of their small hands, spirit-wise, yes. (laughs) Not a good backup situation. We can agree.
0: They they let AJ McCarron go and took this in favor of it.
1: Now here's the thing. I think. Oh jeez. Here's the thing, Steve. I think that is really sharp. What's the odds of Buffalo being in on the number one seed, like with three or four games left? I mean, they might be two games back. I mean, it doesn't feel like they're a number with all the talent in the AFC. Someone's going to get hot.
2: And and what's fit? What's You've got two teams better than them already. All right, all right? Cincinnati, Cincinnati the Kansas City, yeah, yeah. And you've got the potential that a Charger type of team could go and charge crazy. And ball, and you have the team, Miami and the two Miami. teams in their
3: own division. Yeah, the Miami, Jets. Jets.
2: Miami. Yeah, there's lots of candidates of teams that could win. I mean, talk about a tough
1: division. Yeah. I mean, if New England's your easiest one, yeah. that's a tough division. No so in general, the strength of schedule is going to depress it a little bit. But I think this is a team that only cares about the playoffs. If it gets to be that there's three or four games left, or they got three teams ahead of them, maybe, let's say, two teams ahead of them, I think that, not that they're going to give up, I think they're mentally they're going to have to have a break, because let's not forget – that Hamlin situation, I mean, has there been any t- Who's the second most drained team over the last 24, 20, let's say 30 months, right? If you add in, let's think of how many months that would be. So it was uh, two years ago. Let's say from the time in that KC game. So that was January to this January. So really we're looking at it will be like uh, 19 or 20 months. It will be from the 13 seconds to the middle of this season. Now, think about this. 13 seconds, you give up a Super Bowl in which you probably win. It would have been the first Bill Super Bowl ever. Yep. And then you have this Hamlin situation, which apparently they're still talking about. I mean, he's playing now. They are saying he looks like you couldn't see on the field he looks any different than he did, mm-hmm. which is great, I mean, for him, for everyone. But, I mean, it was the biggest deal in the world. I thought it was like, it didn't make sense to me how big it was. Because people, but again, it doesn't even matter. It's what they, and I mean, I talked about that at length. It's what they felt, and again, they knew. I don't. I think it made sense. It was a big deal to the Bills, right? Because they, this was their coworker, right? So, and it happened in an unexpected way. It's one thing if someone's like an alcoholic, and then you hear they got killed in a drunk driving accident. It's horrible, but it's like. Uh, we saw that coming. Like if uh, Fez
0: ran into the door and knocked himself and, and, and unconscious. Died. Like, <laughs> died and died. Well, died. And a paramedic came and woke him up. And we, we just were like, shh, the pod's gone. We wouldn't the the have pod. continued the pod. We would have had to stop.
1: At what point would we have stopped? <laughs> I, I can tell you this. Once he got e card, e or e away, we would have finished the part Would we have? <laughs> yeah, that seems terrible. Yeah. If he like, died, if we thought maybe he was dead. If he was dead, we'd do an, an immemorial show the next week. He
2: would. Fez would want us to. Yeah, continue. yeah. The friends of
1: Fezic <laughs> would be selling pigs too. <laughs> Luckily,
0: Fez would I, never run face first so, into the wall. Of, like, of that course would never not.
2: Happen. Now, now, RJ. Everything you say, I agree with. Yeah. I have. I only have one question for okay. you, and, and I don't know if you can answer this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you you recall. Go ahead. There was a rational exuberance about the Bills at the end of last year. Example, like they the when the Bengals were hosting them, the Bills were favored late in the year when when they're already showing chinks in the armor. What was going on there? I
1: don't know. Remember Me that. Neither. Was, that was the Hamlin game. Yeah, it was in Cincinnati, yeah. and the line got bet up to two and a half. Yep. But I'll tell you this: it was a very different. Perspective in the playoffs playing that same Cincy team. What was the line? Four and a half.
0: I don't recall. I thought it was four, but it was a neutral though.
1: It wasn't no neutral. in the playoffs. Or,
0: oh, in the play. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah.
1: So what I'm saying is, it literally was like two points. Can you look that up? Because it was yeah, yeah. two points more. Yeah. So at some point there was a reevaluation of yeah. the yeah, bills. Yes.
3: Buffalo yes. minus six.
1: Well, that was the opener, but I'm almost certain. You got bet down. I You're
3: think,
2: right. it, yeah,
1: I think it got down to like four But
2: and a half. still, how
3: interesting well, we'll that, see. that
2: so Buffalo clearly was perceived to be the better team. Mm-hmm. All right, even after they lost in Cincinnati, they were losing in the end of the first quarter, Cincinnati, but now after one drive they were losing, so the game was pretty much over. We know that. Well, but I, I, Cincinnati was minus one eighty-five live betting to win that game. So yeah. Cincinnati was a clear-cut favorite. So I think that's, that, that I mean, that's a lot
1: of money being bet. I mean, meaning that they were willing to take a, tens of thousands of dollars to say our numbers right.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, but now the, this this exuberance is gone. Like you said, RJ, with the, with with Buffalo, uh Cincinnati's perceived now to be the better team.
1: It right, looks like it was more towards. I mean, five and a half, even six is out there, huh? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. even five and a half. Is saying three point or I mean, Bills get a go, good home field, so two and a half,
2: especially in the cold. at Cincinnati, and now and then and, yeah. and five and a half at Buffalo. So That's only it. a three point adjustment, so so there there was a downgrade for
1: Buffalo. I think for sure, yeah. but but here's the thing to think about: if you look at the division odds, in fact, Mackenzie, look this up. It might take you three four minutes. Is go to the historic division odds and find the week before Lamar got hurt. I can't remember, week eight, nine, whatever. Baltimore was like minus 180 and since he was like plus 170 it was like extreme like they had the same record and it was and i know ball or since he had a tough schedule for sure mm-hmm. but there was like baltimore was like since he remember they made the super bowl but everyone thought they were lucky
2: yeah and then the
1: first half of the year remember chase was out for a while they got blown out by the browns the new
2: o line wasn't working
1: yeah and 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 from there on since he had an amazing run and I think there's been a total reevaluation of Cincy, especially because they've been beating Kansas City. Yeah, and I would make the case there just real quick is if you forget about the Kansas City games, Cincy hasn't really overperformed. And like in the playoffs, you remember they almost got beat by the Raiders two years ago that first game, right?
2: Yep, clinging to a seven point lead. And they almost got right.
1: beat by Baltimore without Lamar.
2: Tennessee gave away the game. Against them, yeah, that's a good point too. I mean, but it's turnovers. You know, I mean, that was
1: a coin flip kind of game. So my point is, they somehow and Big Lou, their DC, seems to have the kryptonite at least to some degree from Mahomes. Other than that, Cincy, it's not like they've been dominating all the time. I think they're a good team, but there's been such a reevaluation of them. Uh, like you said, at the end of the year, the Bills were two and a half at Cincy. And now, since he's considered to be the better team, yes. So that means
2: massive adjustment. I mean,
1: four to five points, or let's call yeah. it four points adjustment. That seems like a lot over what?
2: Yeah, but lopsided
0: playoff win.
1: Yeah. But it's – that was a – and, and apparently they're saying that's lingering with it. This team knows this is their last year. They can't do it next year.
0: So I, like, I think you're right. This is their last year. And also, like, their, their room for error is less than it has been in the previous years. Like, they, the, the team, I don't know if is as good as it's been the last couple
1: of well, years. Well, they're getting older. They lost that linebacker that went to the Jermaine Bears. Um, who have they picked up? I mean, in theory, we'll see what White does at corner. I mean, he was he, apparently he was a head case. I, I don't know. They say it wasn't physical at a certain point last year, but cornerbacks once they lose a little step, they get you know it's scary. Being out on the island like that, I can see that point. I mean, cornerbacks usually go from elite to they're not playing anymore. Like remember the Carolina? What was that? The Carolina cornerback? What was his name? He was Josh Norman. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like as good as anyone, and then he's
3: like gotten that fight with Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> it's all over. Um, my last point would be this: the Bills brought in Leonard Floyd. Remember, who couple, Leonard Floyd a couple weeks ago, pass rusher. Uh, he was he was with Von Miller and when they won the Super Bowl with the Rams. Yeah.
1: Okay. No. I mean, we'll see. Lost their number one running back too. I mean, let's, let's be honest: is 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 uh, what's the odds? And again, I don't know when it's going to happen. That there's not made, I mean, you look at the age on this team, you look at Von Miller specifically, what's, when's the last time he hasn't been hurt? Like, what's the most games he's played? Because I, I mean, the year that he got traded to the Rams, he hardly played for Denver before that. They thought that's why it looked like such a bad trade. Now he's going to be like twenty-eight months, twenty-six months older. Come time
2: for the playoffs, his eyes are already failing. Right? <laughs> Is that he's right? He's Wearing glasses all the time.
0: <laughs> he's always worn glasses, famously. Like.
2: <laughs> but I think I don't I, remember him wearing glasses. Four he's years literally
1: ago. always worn them. He wore
2: them all in right.
0: college.
1: It's Super Bowl or bust. If they don't have a chance for the number one seed late in the year, do you think they're really going to be sweating those games out, or are they
2: going to? And and you one, know, but with only one. Yeah. number one C. that's a big difference
1: and, or one by one bye, thank you and my last point would be this something happened to Josh Allen that he became a very different player in the in, I guess it was after that Green Bay game if I remember correctly he, it was a Sunday night game I think and he threw like two interceptions in the fourth quarter you remember that I
0: don't remember that that, be, that being a turning point. I remember that being a disaster game.
1: Well, I mean, they still won that game, but...
0: Uh, Bad game for him, I yeah, mean. Yeah, but what I'm saying is if you look, I mean... I'm looking up his game log now, see
1: what happened beyond that. Uh, since his schedule was difficult, since he had cheese... Okay, but I don't... Oh, okay. So, as of November 29th, so this is post-Thanksgiving, uh, Baltimore was minus 250. To win the division at seven and four since he was minus or plus two twenty. Wow. At seven and four. So think about Ty one has a tougher schedule since he Lamar's still healthy. Right. They didn't consider these to be even close to even teams. Mm-hmm. So now since he I mean, I think Cincy might be a little overrated. That's an interesting thing. But to me, the Bills, I just don't think what team has ever like when a team wins a super what team has ever won three straight Super Bowls? None. Right? but how many teams have won two a lot mm-hmm. right there's something about you can keep it together one year and then you can keep it together the next but the bills were like a super bowl or bust even cuz remember the year before they got beat by Kansas City bad and that whole year was a lead up to we're going to beat Kansas City right so you could extend it all the way back to that beat and they mm-hmm. took remember you remember that aj yep. right and then they lose that. And now they lost their DC. Now you got their wide receivers mad. Like if he's not worried about the Super Bowl, then as much as his catches. What do you think's going on with the rest of the team? And now we got McDermott as the
2: DC. Why I think you're making some poignant points here that, uh, yeah. that, that that Buffalo's a fade, and you know you're looking within their division, and it, it, it looks like trouble ahead. You know, everybody else is looking to them, looking like they're improved.
3: Now, this is why it's a savvy play because Uh-oh. two of RJ's picks are <laughs> Patriots over seven and a half and Dolphins over nine and a there half. There you go. Mm. And they can all go. They over. They can all go <laughs> over.
1: And let's be honest we're looking for out we're looking for tail results in this yes, right yes yes so the odds if somehow but and let's be honest how much can buffalo go over this yeah. they can't go over no. very much so it's, <laughs> one think, maybe yeah to me yeah. i think you either go over bad teams or under good teams is the way to protect yourself
0: it's interesting
2: day. that you say that because that's the direction i will be heading short ah, yeah. if okay. you if you say josh allen stays healthy all mm-hmm. year mm-hmm.
0: what's
1: the what's the floor for the bills in your mind I think they could be. I mean, it, this is a little bit of an outlier. I think they could be nine and eight. Okay. I mean, you know, so I think you could pick up that. And it, but again, we never can imagine what happens. Like, who could have imagined the Rams doing what they did? Yeah, it was difficult. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so to some degree, some of these teams, and, and let's be honest, if they start losing bad. Who knows what's going to? I mean, if they get Bart out of Brady
2: the- was healthy, right? They Tampa only won nine right yeah
1: yeah that's true too that's a weird thing too because it's like really you look at them now they're saying they're the best team without a quarterback in the league like they mm. they they don't can't tear it down because they got too many good players mm. so i don't know um but that was going to be my last point mm-hmm. is i do think that there was a correlation obviously to to extreme result now in theory there could be a reverse correlation sure but to me i think there's only so much downside for new england Right. There's only so, and I, I think Miami, to be honest, is the sleeper team of the entire. And I did them
2: last week. Oh, yeah. As long as two us you know, able yeah. to play, I, I agree. And they
3: could go 15 and two. And they're heavily favored to sign Dalvin Cook.
1: Yeah, which I think would actually be really good. I mean, they're saying Cook wasn't worth the money, but it's like he's still a good number two. N- nobody's saying Dalvin, four Dalvin Cook
2: can't play at twenty-eight. Yeah, you know? no yeah. one's saying that.
1: So we'll see. I mean, listen, this is it for Miami. They are in cap. They're like sixty million over the cap mm-hmm. next year already. So I mean, this is the one-year thing here, and and they're going all in. And that Wait owner's like ninety.
2: How can it be sixty million over the cap? Shouldn't it be a cap?
1: Well, what I'm saying <laughs> is they got to start cutting people. They got to start yeah. moving money. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts? Does someone? I mean, I guess in theory, just how good the the, the counter argument would be: the Bills were considered the best team in football by far, all the way up to the very end of last year. Really, what's changed? All right. I, personally, I think I've addressed that. But Lost the I, DC. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, they got shoved out. I mean, in a way, he got shoved out because the coach said, "I want your job." I don't think he shoved out because there's like everything I read today was, and
0: I, I actually read about Leslie Frazier today was that. There's still the door is open for him to come back
1: next season. That's what they say. That's what they. they, Why would he come back next season? Why would he leave? What? Who's the other uh, coordinators is uh, taking a leave of absence? I don't know offhand.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) And to your point, after that Green Bay game, so Josh Allen's QBR last year was seventy one point nine. Uh After that Green Bay game, he had two games that was above his season average. And Uh, how many? uh, Counting the
1: playoffs, nine. Whoa. Mm. Whoa, and all those horrible games were counting the season average. Yeah, if you actually sum it up up to Green Bay, what well, maybe look at it? Don't you don't have to wait it, just look at it up to Green Bay, then I, and count Green Bay in the um, Green Bay was above his average. Okay, so so he
0: was one, two, three, four, five of the first seven games, he was above average. Above that, his yeah. his
2: season average. Well, his, McKenzie, by definition, do, yeah. he's got to be.
1: Mackenzie, <laughs> yeah. do me a favor. Um, just just put the, we got it in our super sheet. Just uh, give me a, a just a mean include the Miami or I'm sorry the Green Bay game with the early season. Got it. Cool. All
3: right. I thanks. think you brought up a good point though in terms of the stress of the past couple of years. Yes. Like like you 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 call it the dream crusher scenario multiple in different situations. But this is it. Like, how many times do we see a team that's favored to win and then favored to win again and favored, but they never do it? And well, not only do they never do it, they don't even get to the championship. And it's like sooner or later that, that's got a way on you and, and, then, and you're the done. history of Buffalo.
1: Yeah. They've never won mm-hmm. a Super Bowl. They make movies about it. A movie was made 24 years ago called Buffalo 66 about the futility of living in Buffalo and rooting for the Bills. Well, the weather's so nice, it
2: makes up for it.
1: <laughs> well, it's not San Diego. So... <laughs> um, but, but, I mean, AJ, I mean, AJ, you're our expert on the futility of Buffalo's The Bills. I mean, that's painful, isn't it? Yeah. You start to wonder, did you do something wrong? I mean, I know I didn't do anything. No, wrong. but don't you sometimes wonder how you're cursed to like be rooting for a team like? Yeah, that? yeah. exactly. See, when you think that there's some metaphysical curse going mm-hmm. on, the worst is everybody says like, "How did you're from Houston, Texas? How'd you end up being a Bills fan?"
0: And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know why I did that." Because you like Jim Kelly. Yeah, I know. But it's like sense. in hindsight, it's not worth it. It wasn't worth it.
2: <laughs> like, like 20 years ago, there was a they dubbed in the Bonnie Tyler song, "It's a Heartache." And they talked about, like, certain franchises, and they, and they, they changed the lyrics to saying, it's a heartache rooting for a team you know must lose. Well, you, as a, Bill, a Bengals, a Bengals fan, fan, I was going to say. And, and I feel that way. You know, it's like deep down, it's like, ah, we were happy we made the Super Bowl.
1: What are you, a Giants Jets
0: Jets? fan? Jets So, I mean, you got a Bengals, Bills, and Jets fan. There's so, uh, nothing but futility here except for
1: RJ. Lisa, and yeah, McKenzie. Let's... Let- <laughs> Huh. Well, who's what, huh? He wasn't a San Fran fan back in Joe Montana's <laughs> days. When he's rooted for a team, well, Denver, he got some. All right. Yeah. We'll give him that. We'll give him that. But otherwise, amongst the show proper, not the support staff, we've got <laughs> support staff. I mean, that's, what, what's the producer? I mean, he, he's talented on other shows. Yeah, that's true. Support staff. Is that why is that bad? I didn't say it was bad. But every, like Fez makes a face like, oh. What should I call him? Swiss Army knife. He can do everything. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. All right, there you go. Um, <laughs> He's not Swiss. No, no. <laughs> Let's think a- for clarifying. Just to clarify. <laughs> I was that curious. Might, that might be one of the funnier, the funnier
0: <laughs> you, things you've, you've ever seen. Said. His twenty three in me, or what? Like, how do you know? <laughs> we need to save
3: that drop. <laughs> Just use it at random.
1: He's points. a Swiss Army knife. He's not Swiss. <laughs> Just that he's not Swiss, part. It's more impressive, (laughs) (laughs) even that he's a Swiss Army knight. But let's think about this. Combined, there's zero, zero, one, and then there's six. Mm. Must be
2: nice. Pittsburgh looks good this year. The more I look at him. Season win just got bet up to nine. I believe it. In some spots. I believe it. Money coming. I w- I was a little. Skeptical. Cowards on him. He likes. Oh wow, well, there you go.
1: I was a little skeptical about Pittsburgh because I th- they have won a lot of close games, mm-hmm. but man, that draft. And again, I'm not one to pick the draft, but when you get that equity, you know you got to consider it at those key positions. I just I oh man, you know there was a question that was asked on a uh, what show was it. Oh, it was on the athletic show um, football pod is they said if Patrick Mahomes went to every team, like just one at a time, though, in 32 different or 31 different additional universes, how many teams would be a top seven, let's say, or let's say top eight Super Bowl contender? Like, on the Steelers? Who, who wouldn't he be on? Exactly. Yeah, I,
2: I mean, it's yeah. a short list. Well, well who, yeah, who,
3: I think, I think yeah, it's much easier to say who wouldn't be in those, Those Texans, okay. I think. The Texans. Yeah. Texans, I think. Arizona. Arizona's
0: debatable, even. like.
1: <laughs> no, I think not. No. I mean, Arizona's been torn down. But, okay, let's say two, I think. Um, I think Tampa, they're right up there top eight. Yeah, yeah. Talking
3: yeah. so, teams that wouldn't be. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying
1: these are the borderline. Raiders? Top. Ta- Titans? That was one they mentioned is a questionable one. But, I mean, with Adams, the D's pretty bad. Maybe not.
2: Yeah, he can't play
3: defense. Maybe Titans and Commanders? I don't know, with Vrabel? Yeah, well, then. I, yeah. I, first
2: of all, yeah. I think Commanders pretty good. I think you got to look at it like. like Or Decent, I think. He can't play defense, so, like. But how important is Defense. Mm, Just so you're not horrible. Yeah, but these. Yeah, yeah. So I guess he's I not horrible. But 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 obviously, like like he doesn't. Um, a team like the Raiders that wins right 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 now in shootouts. I do win often, but when they do win, it's in shootouts.
3: You know their defense is so. they the Raiders' defense is awful. I'd say so. he, he makes twenty seven at least teams a, a Super Bowl contender.
1: Yes, yeah. Chargers for sure.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they might be the only team to say no. Oh that'd be crazy,
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. this transitions brilliantly into my pick for this week. Go ahead, baby. Kansas City chiefs under eleven and a half wins. oh my gosh this uh balls and, and draftkings has plus one o five on the under so uh a lot of this comes down to i uh, they they still don't have a number one wide receiver right well, hindered them last year, and they've got they're replacing two tackles on the offensive line and we've talked a lot about how when teams replace multiple guys on the offensive line
1: particularly tackles well first off our our work hasn't didn't make any distinction with tackles um and it was three out of five was where we found the threshold so i'm again i'm not saying two out of five is meaningless but and you had to have a good o-line to start which i think kc
0: had one of the better o-lines i agree and then I think that you, you've you got the Chargers and the Broncos who I think are better this year. I think the Raiders are worse, but I do think it's a tougher schedule for this Kansas City team. And I think you have to take into account that – They've now won multiple championships. It's natural to take your foot off the gas a little bit.
2: This is a real good point because you're talking about the Bills being emotionally exhausted. Kansas City's played a lot of high-leverage games the last three, four years. I tend
1: to disagree in the following way. It feels like those games were energizing for them. Last year was like, remember, they made a bold decision to to do a half-step backwards The trade uh, Tyreek Hill getting traded away was almost like, by some people, a sense, Mm -hmm. we can't win it this year. We are giving up this year for future years. Well, they won it. That, to me, validates their approach. And this is the year they're thinking they would have had a better chance.
2: And you could make the case that, I mean, the balls bounce nicely for them in that there's three Super Bowls. It gets punked in yeah, one of yeah, them yeah, and they had two yeah. coin flips and they won them both. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, and, and and the playoff path for the
3: most part, you know, it's been
2: fortunate, you know, that Well,
3: I think that Kansas City more so than a lot of teams, like they are they they want the number 1 seed. They want the home field advantage and they play for it. Like they have stuff clinched up and they don't care they're still going to go out there and try and get that number 1 seed. It means something to them. I like this play because
2: I like that it's not obvious. You know their back end like schedule, it, but I like the approach. Their back end schedule—they really got screwed by the NFL. They got three Monday night games in the final seven weeks. Mm-hmm. I think I think I, I read that like in their last six games, they have a rest disadvantage at each and every game to end the year. <laughs> oh jeez, I'm not a big uh, again. The rest historically it doesn't
1: count in the way that it doesn't affect things the way that it seems. But maybe a succession of them does. Yes,
2: and, and certainly three Monday night primetime games—you don't want that at the end, you know. No, if you're late Kansas November, City, almost December. every
1: game is, yeah, maybe, but I mean, every good team has some variation of that, right? Yeah, but they're I, the worst, they, they're, they're, they're the back end of the worst.
2: Because they are the best team,
1: yeah. And for
0: a team that plays in a tough division, they didn't really get a lot of soft spots in their schedule. Uh, they're they,
1: well, at, is it really tough though? I mean, the chargers are mediocre. I, I mean, I disagree. Well, how are they taking the big leap this year? Uh, I think they could, so but, but their win total is nine
0: and a half. That, that's, uh, that's that's not crazy. mediocre.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much saying they're saying they're going to win nine games or ten games. Okay, nine games is nine and eight, so half the time they're mediocre. Okay, so (laughs) slightly better than mediocre, but you and the Chargers play the Chiefs tough every game anyway. But they never win. Uh, Okay, I
0: mean hardly ever, hardly ever
2: win. All right, no, it's a ballsy play. I don't, I don't like it myself, but I like the approach. I, I, I want to take. I like AJ's approach, and I want to, I want to. Go ahead and adjust it. I won't wait till Kansas City starts five one. Everyone jumps on their bandwagon. The bills are sucking, we'll and not then play them for this game. No, but, <laughs> but, but well, I'm just saying, and then yeah. bet the because more and more we're seeing more and more product coming to Nevada, and the like. Season wins being put up throughout mm-hmm. the year, mm-hmm. and then. Give me some like under 13 instead of some under 11 and a half maybe after yeah. they start out well.
1: It's always easy. See, to me, that kind of talk is a way not to have a pick. Yeah. And, and then and then if it goes well, <laughs> you can harken back to it. But if it doesn't, you, everyone forgets about it. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah. But but I like that. I don't think you do that very often. So I in this case, you know, the, it's almost as bad as. Well, pre-flop, nothing. But, you know, in-game, I may be interested. You know, it's like, okay, how's that help us now? Yeah, you, you
2: hear that all the time. So whenever there's a pick em game, I'm just waiting for someone to get up double digits and take the other guy's plus seven. Boy, if it was that easy. <laughs> I, yeah, it's like, oh, brilliant.
1: I mean, but anyway, I think this, to be candid, I think this hinges upon is Kansas City tired or are they energized from last year? You think tired? I think they have
2: to be tired. You get you play that many games every season; you, it has to wear on. I'm going to kind of agree with AJ here. I think, and, and like you said, you, you know, teams don't win three Super Bowls in a row, and now, well, now they've won two. I know they didn't win them well, concurrently. Yeah, it's a very different. It's not that they don't win three Super Bowls in six years. Yeah, but they just they, they keep their they they've been to a lot of Super Bowls. They've had a lot of deep runs here. I don't I don't, I don't think the NFL is like that. Mm. I I mean
1: historically. Those extra game, I mean, NBA, I think, are like, is like that because if you go, like, 20, 25 games deep, right, the most – KC's had a bye every year, mm-hmm. right, pretty much. So they played two or three extra games. Yes. Right? And that is what? 2.5 divided by 17 is a, a much smaller percentage of the schedule than if you take what, – what's a typical mm-hmm. six games? If you go to the finals, you're going to play 25 or so games in the NBA? That's like a third,
2: you know. Let me ask you: right? Is that that week that they're practicing, and that two weeks that they're practicing mm-hmm. before the Super Bowl, is that good or bad for for their bodies and for everything else? So everyone else is like on a beach in Cabo, and but and they're still working out. Well, they're but still under practicing. That theory,
1: these teams that don't make the playoffs should be <laughs> taken, be but the next yeah, year right. it does sometimes. I would say this from what I hear: the coaching staff and the scouts and all the the preparation for the draft gets hurt more mm. than the players are tired. Mm. But because if if you're eliminated, you focus 100% on the draft. Sure. Right now, you're not. So That's a great point. I mean, that's what I hear.
3: Also, do we think not having Eric enemy is going to have an effect on this offense? No. I agree.
1: I mean, if I mean, let's be candid. It felt like they shoved him out the door.
3: Mm. I just think that, I mean, it's Andy Reid all along.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and we've talked about everything piling up on Andy Reid, like, you know, his son's in jail now. Uh, we found out last month his, wa- his son's wife is leaving him. Like he filed for divorce. His son's
1: wife? Yeah. The, the, Why the, does anyone even know that? Because he was a football coach. He, oh, the guy was a football coach, but now he's not a coach anymore? Because he, he's in prison. This for, is the one. For, the, oh, the one that had the axe. Yes. Okay. And his wife's leaving. Boy, that seems morbid. Like the idea that that's being reported. I'm not blaming you for saying it. I'm saying, does that seem like news? It would be news – no, it doesn't. Seem. I mean, it doesn't seem newsworthy. But I guess if you uh, – people are scrambling for anything. Yeah, th- th- it's off-season po- football talk. Yeah, yeah. But I am I think they got probably – for you know, Andy – Coach Reed probably told him, listen, if she leaves you now, she wasn't really your friend. Oh, wait, that's <laughs> – <totally different. laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it affected him in the Tampa Bay Super Bowl, but that's been two years. I mean, that's literally been – so let's think about this. It was the Tampa Bay, then it was Cincy and the Rams. Yeah, so that's been like, it's going to be like three years ago when it gets to this offseason. Yeah, I don't know. Andy Reid seems... Well, like- he, he's ju- he just went to prison last fall. Mm-hmm. It didn't affect him too it much. did not yet. affect him then. <laughs> I don't think the second year. I don't know. All right. I, I like the guts. I don't like the pick. Fair enough. Fez, what do you got?
2: I got... Very similar. We got a theme of fade the teams at the top. Eagles under 11 and a half. Ah. You know, the more I look at this, the more I like it. So I'm looking at the Eagles, you know, last year, 14 and three, really dominant, played very well. You know, they only outgained their, they only outscored their opponents by 130 points. So they were like a 12.3 win team based upon that. All right. They went six and one, and their games decided by seven or fewer points. So really, they weren't a 14-win team. They're about a 12 and a half-win team.
1: Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. There's another way to look at this, right? Because the Pythagorean approach is one way. The other way would be the Pregame.com proprietary win share. Oh, shares. I like that.
2: Let's look at that.
1: So, Mackenzie, how's the win share looked for Philly, for example?
2: You want
0: regular season or just uh,
1: regular season? All right, one second. And if I recall. They had the very best in the league because, remember, they were in control of these games, mm-hmm. and then sometimes in the second half they let them kind of back in it, but there was really no chance of losing. You know, kind of like you may recall the, the Lions, I think, early in the year, right? 38-35 when yeah. they're up by 100, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, a great example. So I, I think in general the Philly was really good. And let's not forget, too, Hertz was out, what was it, three games? Two,
2: I think, two. I could be wrong. could be two and a half. You remember? Two games. Mm-hmm. It was two, okay. I believe
3: two, yep.
1: Huh, all right, that sounds right. All right, still, I mean, they, they lost the uh, Cowboys on one of those. right? Yeah. So now, in their fourth quarter win share, they won 14 games. They were expected to win 14 games, highest in the league. All right, so they, so, but just to be clear, by our fourth quarter win share, they effectively won 14.0 games? Or 13.9. Okay, and actually I got the sheet in front of me now. So, number one, Faz Philly, number two, KC, number three, Buffalo, number four, San Fran, number five, Cincy, Baltimore, which was a surprise there, Dallas. So it's the best teams in the league. Yes. And it said Philly was the best of all of them.
2: Yes. So, um, like I said, I'm willing to meet you in the middle here. You're saying that Philly should have won 14 games. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if I use these other uh, criterions, Pythagorean, you know, close wins, it's more like 12.3, eh, make them a 13-win team last year.
1: Okay. 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 So you are giving me seven tenths and I'm giving you nine tenths. And and my our rationale makes more sense. I think maybe thirteen and a half would be fair. Thirteen point three. All right. We'll thirteen point. Okay,
2: we'll okay. Okay. We'll call them this. so they went thirteen point three last year. All right. Okay. All things being equal, I ask R J Bell, if a team wins thirteen point three and the year before they were just a slightly above average team, mm-hmm. how many what would you set their over under for the next year?
1: I mean, highest would be 12 and a half, probably 12, though.
2: Yeah, I'd go 11 and a half. We're in the, we're in the ballpark. And okay. losing both coordinators. So, wow. Well, well,
1: I, I think the offense coordinator is a problem. I think defense
2: coordinator is probably a good thing. <laughs> so called 11.75. Let me get the medal again. Right, okay, okay so, we're, so we're at 11. So, so, okay, and now we lose some, We lose our coordinators, but we, we have a good draft. You know, people are, are, are bullish about the Eagles. At least they have good equity. I'm at, yes, so I'm at 11.75, all right? Okay. So let's take a look at the schedule. See. So, so
1: the, this idea of the good draft and everything, that had no movement from that?
2: Well, I'm giving them—I'm I'm saying the, because I was at 11 and a half, and so I made— Oh, in. okay, okay, okay. All right, so—and and also, remember, Philly was at 11. I was the guy that said, you know what? Philly's at 11. Everyone's going to bet over. Wait, be— Take your time. Okay. They're going to bet over. And we're like, eleven's well, 11's a high number. Like, they're going to bet over. I say, if you like Philly over, bet over 11 now. Well, now it's 11 Jesus, and a we half. heard you. Say it. All right. Well, now <laughs> it's 11 and a half. So there's been a huge move. It's, it's a half game is worth a ton, you know, okay. at this level. It's probably okay. worth 60 cents on or off or half on 11, All maybe right. 55 cents. All right. I looked at the schedule and. It's much harder this year than last year. Okay. So they had That's to. That's your
1: analytical they got analysis.
2: To, well, they got to play the AFC South, which mm-hmm. was total cupcake, and they swept the AFC South. They went 4 0. So now they get the AFC East, which is a nightmare, you know, by comparison. I agree. Uh, they have to play at Kansas City. That's oh, so a
1: Philly and Buffalo. That's a loser right
2: there. Go ahead. They have to play at Kansas City instead of hosting Pittsburgh. That's how, I mean. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and their other two field games um, and versus the NFC. Uh, they were at Arizona, and they played New Orleans last year, and this year they get Minnesota and Tampa Bay, so it's a little bit harder.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. This year's harder?
2: Yeah, well, they, had to put, they got to play at Arizona last year. Arizona okay. was god-awful. Arizona's yeah. a four-win team last year.
1: But, but what I'm saying is, what do we project for Tampa this year? Eh, six or seven. Okay. That's their season win number. And, and, and what do we – pro- I mean, we're saying Tampa isn't better than Min- – last year projected wasn't better than Minnesota?
2: No, I'm saying Minnesota – it's is projected to be better than New Orleans was last year, by a little bit. I don't think so. And Tampa Bay is projected to be better than Arizona well, was last year, by a little bit. I Listen, if, if that's your aim, I think this is an example you keep
1: taking until someone smacks your hand. I think you should just call that a toss-up and, and accept it. I'm not.
2: No way I'm calling that a toss-up. No, I, the I mean— Saints, they, the, they Saints, the,
1: the Saints were in to, a lot of power rating top tens last
2: they, year. They, they're the same as Minnesota. You can't say the Saints well, last year. Well, that's just not true. You can't say well, the Saints last year. Their, their power, well, well, hold up. Yeah.
1: Let's just do this. We have a a quantifiable, not just gut feeling, in which we had four different power rankings, if I recall right. Kevin Cole. Yep. All right. So what's that number tell us? So the Saints were plus one, the ninth best team in the league by our numbers. Mm. Vikings were minus one. They were 20th best.
2: It's irrelevant what the Vikings were last year. It's what they are this year. And their season wins 8.7.
1: Okay. So So is 8.7 the eighth highest in the league? No. No. So they're worse than New Orleans. Or maybe all those guys, Kevin Cole, they, or Football Outsiders don't know what they're talking about. Who who makes up that composite? Kevin Cole, uh,
2: Neflo, Football Outsiders, and Pregame.com. There you go. All right, I'll accept that. New Orleans is a little bit better than Minnesota. Uh, we'll but call, but yeah, Tampa right. Bay is better than Arizona. All uh, right, maybe. All right, so let's go. We'll
1: co- we'll did, did, then did, you guys take Tampa. Uh, did, under. Did, under, okay.
2: All right. All right, at Kansas City versus Pittsburgh is a, is a huge, right, so more, let's more just difficult. Say they had one of the easiest schedules yeah, last year. Yeah. Now, I mean, what's... call it three quarters of a game. Okay, they had a very easy schedule last year, and this year they they ha- they have a much more difficult schedule versus last year. Okay. Okay. So
1: Mackenzie, just looking at uh, net win or I'm sorry, projected wins. Find me as Fez keeps talking here. Find me what their rank is because they were like 31, and I agree with you. From first to 32nd is about three points. So uh, if so, whatever that ratio is from 31 to where they are, we'll attribute that. It's probably gonna be around a game uh, one and a half.
2: Yeah. So I, I went from 11.75 wins. I docked it with the schedule difference to 11. I think oh. the I think the opener was good at 11. I think this is irrational exuberance to 11 and a half. I'm getting the hook. I'm going under the 11. Half.
1: Yeah, I think there's probably value. But real quick, I said something wrong here. So three points is what it will be from first to 32nd typically that's an average that i've seen so now 17 games it's going to be 30 and then 21 so 51 points right yeah and
2: 35 what? is one is yeah. worth the win yeah
1: so okay. it's a win and a half that's interesting yeah. okay um it, that's a win and a half if it's the whole three points. Yeah. Now, if it's, but they're not going from 32nd to like no, second. They're no. going to go some, yeah.
2: It's just the delta bet- bet- between the two. And another aspect, and maybe but you're only assuming 0.75. Yes. All right. So you're
1: saying it's only about half. Yes. Okay. I think they actually have a, a harder schedule than halfway. So it'd be even more.
2: And another aspect that I really don't like about their schedule is they have a stretch in the middle of the, of the year. They play nine games, and eight of the nine are really good teams. They play Dallas twice they play Kansas City, they play Buffalo, they play Miami, they play at Seattle. They only have one game against a team that's not projected to win nine games. They, they play one game against Washington. So during that stretch, I think they're going to go five and four. And that leaves them no margin to get over well, unless they sweep early and late of the year.
1: Let me ask you a question. Of all the serious batters you know, the five-figure type batters and, mm-hmm. and six-figure, how many of them do touchy-feely things, and how many have a model? How many have an algorithm that says, this scenario you
2: just laid out is worth X? You know what? The guys I know, a lot of them are touchy-feely and artistic. You'd uh-huh. be surprised. But I'm saying amongst
1: the big, the five-figure betters not the Dutch, not the guys that are making I, 85
2: I know guys that are like betting huge and they and they do very much things like this where they look at and they say I'd much rather play cupcake really good team cupcake really good team that get four you, cupcakes you, and then
1: to go back to heuristic how do you uh, how do you integrate that into your other analysis? It's like you have to be able to quantify. It. Yes, and I and, cannot. And I don't even think you can define it. And I, and I cannot I mean, quantify. Like, like define, like, what is the scenario? You don't like a lot of tough games in a row? That's correct. Okay. But that means you're not playing. So you're saying the difference is if you're playing uh, alternating tough, let's say you have eight or nine tough games and eight easy games or some variation. Yes. You'd rather it be one than the other oscillating back and forth.
2: Yes, and how much is that worth? Quarter of a game. <laughs> I'm estimating, obviously. You think? Well, I mean, do you disagree with my premise though? I'm going to st-
1: I don't know. I think sometimes having any I think playing like six or seven tough games in a row is tough. No yeah. doubt. I think sometimes having like two-week periods that you say you're going to hunker down is not a problem
2: at all. And they do have six consecutive games against teams, like I said, lined. Every one of them, nine wins or more. And the easiest game's at Seattle. It's really difficult.
1: Okay, so they actually have a uh, Philly in 2023, the 10th easiest schedule. Um, so let's take away a third of what you th- thought you were taking. So it's more like point. F- Point Half again? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. right or
2: a little less. So we go from 11.75 to make it 11.25. Now, where
1: do you add in the Hertz factor? As in, this guy has trended up every year. He had his most affirming, enabling game. If there's any doubt, if he looked in that mirror and had any doubt about himself, he can't anymore. I right? agree. So that's got to be worth something.
2: Yes, but remember, Philly can conver- vir- pretty much converted every third and fourth and one with that. And, and there's no rule against it forward, this year. And there's no rule against it this year. But that's got to be more prone to injury with that. I mean, well, they've, uh, I mean, he's got a nose tackle kicking him in so one you're direction. Hoping for, you're hoping for the he's engine. got he's got his running backs pushing him forward. That can't be like something that's good for the health of a quarterback. Well, apparently they. Th- I mean, it seems like Philly's on top of these things. Then right? why is everyone else not on top of it? Well, they don't we'll have see. a quarterback that squats six hundred pounds. Yeah, and
1: we'll see why can't many, they? We'll drive, see how,
2: why can't they put a backup in to do we'll it? See
1: how many of them do it this year. That's yeah. a good point. I mean, and
2: they I, practicing it all off season, and I think we may well see like. Like, not the quarterback. I think we may well see converted tight ends to be quarterbacks. Yeah, why
3: why aren't we, like, you know, training, having running backs practice getting snaps on their center?
1: Well, it seems like that if you fumble even twice a year, yeah. it wouldn't be. And worth. the problem
2: with putting the running back is then all of a sudden, then we always say you got to you got to guard these guys. Like i mm-hmm. the no, you don't. Not when the running back's taking That's the true. snap. Yeah. You don't have. It's to. a quarterback.
3: You do have to have somebody guarding yeah. the wide receiver that splits out wide.
1: I I think. Listen, I think that the resignings that Howie Roseman was able to pull off warrants an upgrade from where we were at eleven. I think it's probably a little out of line. So my gut feeling is you probably have, I don't know, a quarter, a third of a game advantage here, which is still, a little, you know, upwards of what twenty cents. Yeah,
2: if I'm correct, that at it, the highest it, ends, remember, like yeah, a half on. I'm an
1: optimist on Philly too. So I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I I think even my optimism, I don't think this number. If I had to play it, I'd play under. Do you believe in the the
0: hangover after the like the losing Super Bowl team hangover? It's a free roll. It's like the last 10 years, they've averaged 10 wins per season, which isn't bad. It's just not. Well, that's the. the it's all that, versus expectations.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think they made this. Uh, we had data on that where that whole thing reversed itself, right, Mackenzie?
3: Yeah, I could put that back up. It yeah. seems like it has over the past couple of years. I mean, look at what the Bengals did last year, right? Like, Even the year, the Chiefs. The Even Chiefs. the
2: year Atlanta lost to New yeah. England. I think, although they had a, a disappointing year, I still think they, if I Remember, recall, they, they landed they, on their number the next year.
1: Remember, they were had the ball inside the ten against Philly in the first round of that playoffs, yeah. and, and then Carson Wentz. Or I'm sorry, then Not uh, Ryan. It, Well, no, I mean Matt Ryan was Atlanta's, but but when Nick Foles brought them to the Super Bowl, it was that year, Mm -hmm. right? So Atlanta was minus money with like two minutes left to win the game. game, Yeah, yeah, Atlanta Atlanta
0: finished ten and six that year.
1: So um, I think Mackenzie's going to throw this up at some point. Okay, so looking at this, and we go back to two thousand six. You know something? Let's look at twelve on. What do we got from 12 on? Because I'm a big believer that 12 starts the modern era. And we're looking at Super Bowl losers. and it, It's actually almost exactly the same. Right, 10.3 cool. average wins,
0: 10.7 since 2012 average win total.
1: All right, so they've, they have seven overs, seven unders, two pushes during this whole era going back to 06. So it looks like there's no real effect. Yeah. I when mean, there was clearly was
0: back in the '90s, five and five since 2012. Yeah, yeah. So, so
2: you
1: know,
0: I don't know. You, do you
2: you need, well, because I played under, I'm going to look for the the, the edge. I, I I would say 10.3 versus 10.64 is not insignificant. There you go. You got it. You, yeah. you got it, baby. <laughs> I mean, it's thirty cents. Um.
1: Well, I guess to some degree, you only get paid. There's, you know, when there's 16 occurrences and you. It's 500. It's 500. You know, I, again, I, I'm not sure I fully understand. Like at the end of this uh, NFL talk, I'm going to show a study I did on home field advantage. And the funny thing is in home field advantage, um, well, I'll wait on this, but it, it, let's just say, let's put a pin in the idea of win loss versus net margin. And see, and and we can see
2: how it works here. And I'm starting to be confused by it, to be honest. You know, one thing that really stands out when I look uh-huh. at that data is how rarely this play loses by more than a smidge. And I think if we go back 15 years, there's a couple really good teams, but 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 the teams that go over are going over by like one game. Okay. okay. Well, because they're going to be higher total. Was the Sunday Certainly, game. so there's some of that. But but but, but even even saying that, it's it seems like the Super Bowl loser is not winning 15 games like they're, like they're, they're eking over. what yeah, they oftentimes. By what the same
1: w- token, if he would have arbitrarily left out 0-6, because let's be honest, who was that? Who was Rex that quarterback? Grossman. Rex Grossman. Rex is yeah, our quarterback. It's not particularly indicative of much. Is they were <laughs> minus three games there, and and you take that out, all of a sudden it goes well, it's positive.
2: No doubt. Yes. So Small samples are difficult.
1: Yeah. I, I would say whatever extreme phenomenon there was is not the case now.
2: But all things being equal, gun to my head, I want to go under versus over. We know. And you have every right to do that. And, and it, it wasn't even part a, of my handicap. It's official. So, it's official. It's official. So Especially maybe with a...
3: that NFC teams with more <laughs> red balls than blue balls. Exactly.
2: Exactly. This is another red, it's a marble, it's yeah. not a ball or some marble
3: and and
1: listen, no
2: one likes blue balls, so
0: I agree. Hmm. Moving on, who's sticking their hand in the urn is what I want to know.
1: Anyway,
2: oh, blue is. balls.
3: What what is it? The, the Undertaker. The always, the always. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Moving on, Scott Seidenberg. What's your pick?
3: I'm utilizing my pass this oh, week. I think that's smart. That's smart. My, I already have three teams, so and I'm you've been researching baseball my pass. for hours and days and weeks. That's true. All right, McKenzie. I was going to utilize my pass. That's fine. All right. McKenzie also has three teams. So now everybody has three. Except RJ, you're the RJ. only one that's done. You Ooh, are complete with your four.
1: Straight A's, baby. <laughs> so let's give a let's give a rundown here. Who got
3: what? All right. So, RJ, you're complete with four teams with the Patriots over seven and a half. The Wait, r- it's only seven and a half? Seven and a half. So if that's they go eight hard. and nine, I win. Correct. Hmm. The Rams over six and a half, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dolphins over nine and a half. That's a lot of overs. Who authorized that? Mm-hmm. And Bills under ten and a half.
2: You see any correlation?
3: I see the AFC East. Yes. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We got. By the way, we've continued our streak of the smartest audience in all of podcasting. Well, maybe the MIT feed. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. It's Jeff from Florida, professional poker player, angle shooter, I'd say. Is that fair to say? He just shakes his head with a smile. Game selection
2: expert.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, I no. So if I came down to Florida for a week, could I get in that game? Ooh, okay. That might be fun, Fez. Yes. I'll bring Fez so it'll be easy. Like You guys will be thinking...
2: We'd make it ten-handed for
1: you. Ah! Oh, for, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Can I short stack? All of a sudden, I, I think smart ass might be the right phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> well, though, he did say after, Fez, you heard this. Well, I don't even want to say it. Right, We took a quick break, bathroom mm. break, and he said something to us. Do you recall? Jeff? <laughs> He said, "RJ, you're so much more impressive in person." Fez, no, not really. <laughs> True or not, Jeff? Accurate. Yeah, <laughs> accurate. He says. Does that
2: depress you? Because he, he tugged on your hair and when it moved, it. it
1: he said he's disillusioned.
2: Well, you know, once, it, <laughs> once the sun goes down, you know, it's I, I, if I've been working more than six hours, you know, I'm old. I get tired. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he's got
3: sleeves today. Well, that's a side, a A general (laughs) drop-off.
1: Okay, so next week in the NFL, we will be doing our quarterback draft, belatedly. We'll go through some of the. I I think I might get the table where Fez traded up to take Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Appreciate that. (laughs) And um, we'll have the final week of our over-under picks, and then it's going to be a big NFL weekend. Uh, or week next week. This week was pretty good too. Scott, last thing, tell us, give us an Aaron Rodgers update.
3: So well, he's working out with Kevin Durant, right? Okay. Uh, he was spotted working out with KD. Uh, but there's also priority. That's a guy <laughs>
2: yeah. that can bench press a lot.
3: There's also a report out there that Rodgers, who you know is going to make fifty million dollars, is launching a crowdfunding campaign trying to raise one point two million dollars for a new business venture that he is a part of. So people are taking actually, shots at Aaron Rodgers for trying to raise funds. Yeah, why can't he, he, he just put his, his own money. one hold point on, two million?
1: Hold on, hold on, on this came in late, but I actually got sound. He's actually commented upon this. So,
3: <laughs> <laughs> the wickedest man. That, that sounds
1: that sounds off a little off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think. Listen, he wants this business to be something that. The the NFL fans are a part of. So if you invest and you have a part of this business, it's... Like the Packers. And What, yeah. kind, of, what kind of business is it? It's an online sports database, huh? and I know nothing about it.
1: A sports database? That's yeah. what we do. I mean, what? You should crowdsource, RJ. You should. Mm. Well, we don't have this Aaron Rodgers touch. Who... <laughs>
3: Um, Online Sports Database, which seeks to build a community by crowdsourcing $1.25 point two five million in bridge funding.
0: Bridge, from where to where? It's the sports equivalent. (laughs) From your pocket to Aaron
3: (laughs) Rodgers. It's basically like a sports equivalent of IMDB. Oh,
1: oh. so it's, oh my God.
3: So it's Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, that's... (laughs) Listen, not giving financial advice... (laughs) But I'm not investing. Hmm. I can just say that much. All right. Next week's going to be good. Now, in part two of this week's show, we got all kind of NBA talk, but more importantly, baseball talk. Scott is going to shine. So check it out. And this is new, but Fez will give, he'll give our outro in the last segment of the last show. That's just the way it is. You got to wait around for it. Got to wait around. Talk to you there.